I'm Reverend J. Stuart Glover, and you are listening to Faith Talk. I must tell you that I, I love the miracle stories in the Bible because as we look at the miracles performed through Jesus, we are gifted with insight into the will of God for all of humanity, the will of God in action. We not only see God's liberating, transformational power, but we also get to experience God's desire being made manifest or becoming real on earth in people's lives. So today I want to look at a, a portion of scripture that comes from the Gospel of John in the 11th, 11th chapter, which tells us about Jesus calling his friend Lazarus, who had died, from the grave. Jesus calls him from death into life. And I believe that today God is inviting us out or calling us out from a posture of estrangement, separation from God into a life-giving relationship in communion with God. So the Bible says that now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. Now right away we get to read of the evidence of the relationship between Jesus, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And Lazarus is referred to as the one that Jesus loved. Through their relationship with Jesus, these siblings understood and experienced his love for them. And because they understood and experienced his love, they called out to him in their time of need with the deepest burden on their hearts, which was the condition of Lazarus. And I just pause for a moment to remind us that we too are loved by Jesus. And in the frailty of our humanity, sick with the ever-present reality of sin in us, all around us, we can call on him, for he is the great intercessor in our time of need. We can present to him our deepest concerns and deepest desire for ourselves, our family, and others who are in need of a divine intervention. No one is too far gone that they cannot be reached by God. So on his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. And when Mary, when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. But let me just say this about the four days. In the culture of that day, there was a belief that the spirit hovers over the body for a certain number of days with the possibility of returning into the body. And after the expiration of those days, three days, all hope is gone and the person was sure enough dead. The good news in this story is that Jesus shows up on the scene when all hope was gone after the three days. When according to the culture of the day, there was no chance for Lazarus to live. And it is in the face of this tragedy, tragedy that 
Jesus is met with Martha's great statement of faith. She said, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus said, your brother will rise again. And Martha said, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus took this moment, a teaching moment, to inform her of who he is. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Then he asked her, do you believe this? And she said, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God who is to come into the world. Jumping down to verse 32, the Bible says that when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked them. Come and see, Lord, they replied. It is here that the Bible tells us that Jesus wept. We know that Jesus is fully God. He is also fully human. In theological language, we call it the hypostatic union, meaning all God and all man in the person of Jesus the Christ. So even though he knew he was about to perform the miracle, he grieved with pain and sorrow because of the death-dealing effects of sin on those that he loves. There were people around that said, see how much he loved him. But some of them said, couldn't he, the one who opened the eyes of the blind man, have kept this man from dying? They were confused. But Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Jesus tells the people, take away the stone. And Martha says, but Lord, by this time, there's a bad odor for He's been in there for four days. And Jesus said, didn't I tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God. So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. And then when he said this, Jesus calls out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. So I can imagine Lazarus hopping out. He couldn't walk because he was still wrapped up. Here's what I love. Jesus said to them, take the grave clothes off and let him go. So Jesus told them to unwrap him, to take off the clothes that kept him tied up, bound up, and secured in death. Jesus told those standing by to take these dead man's clothes off of him, to liberate 
and free him from that which had kept him tied up in death. Now, Jesus could have caused these linens to miraculously fall from Lazarus, but instead he enlisted the people, the disciples, to cooperate with him and to to have a participatory role in this man's liberation from death. This is ministry in action. I'm sure it wasn't a pleasant experience, but this is the ministry of the church. Yes, God does the saving, but we have a shared role in ministering to those being liberated by the power of God. So you or we may encounter people in our social circles. Yes, friends, family, colleagues, neighbors, and associates who are also wrapped up, wrapped up in fear. Loneliness, poverty, alcoholism, drug dependency, anger, disproportionate levels of shame, self-hatred, disappointment, and despair. But thanks be to God, in the same way that God has sent people into our lives to help us along our way, perhaps we can be that person for someone else. Yes, we can. We can, through our acts of kindness, generosity, and love, and teaching be that someone for someone in their time of need. So here's the point. As God liberates us from people, places, things, thoughts that try to rob us from our freedom, we are called to be supportive of one another, both practically and spiritually. So let's keep each other in prayer and be willing to be there in practical ways for each other, in order to support each other in our times of need. And just as Jesus instructed his disciples to unwrap Lazarus, to take off the dead man's clothes, together we can work towards unraveling the deadly effects of poverty, trauma, and the absence of social justice. Together, through applying our giftedness, our God-given resources of time, treasures, and talents, we can embrace this participatory role in the ministry of liberation, restoration, and healing. So my prayer today is that we learn to stand in solidarity with each other and by God's grace, make our contribution towards the unwrapping, the dismantling of anything that robs us of our freedom to love God, love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Amen. You've been listening to Faith Talk. I'm Reverend J. Stuart Glover. I would invite you to visit my website at www.reverendjstuartglover.com where you can sign up to to receive uh, our email notifications. You can reach out to me directly by email. You can even leave me a voicemail on this website. I thank you for joining the listeners around the world. This faith talk is beginning to leave a global or make a, a global footprint by the grace of God. I'm encouraged by the listeners in Asia, Africa, Europe, and the Americas. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.